0: I'm super, super, super excited to tell you about my sponsor, Southwest Trading Company. Southwest Trading Company is a native-owned business located at 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you've never been to Southwest Trading Company, you need to go check them out. Right now, if you can, or after this podcast, or during the podcast, but either way, go check that store out. They have a lot of great items from different artists from all around, like jewelry, blankets, art, clothing, cedar boxes, indigenous home decor, car accessories, totes, and so much more. You could spend hours in this store. I'm not kidding. I went to the first time and I think I spent like maybe a couple hours maybe just looking around at everything they have. I mean, it's so unique. If you haven't yet, Southwest Trading Company also has a Facebook page, so if you have not yet, go like it and follow their page to keep up with all new items and events they have going on at the store. Once again, I'm super excited that we get to build together. The location for Southwest Trading Company is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go check it out, everybody. Thank you. everybody, welcome back to Okie Podcast. On this episode, I have a, a stand-up comedian and his name is Zebediah Nofire. What's going on?
1: Hey, uh, I'm thrilled to be... First of all, let me say right out the gate that I am happy to be here... Because I'm happy about the work that you do. I think you're very nice and the people you get on here are interesting. But also, I'm happy to be on here because I've been booked for several podcasts. And this is the first one that's ever followed through. (laughs) So I'm very excited to actually (laughs) finally be on a podcast. And then there's one of my dear friends who built up one of their podcasts for years, got tens of thousands of followers, was doing great numbers, was on season three of his show, asked me to be on season three. Mm -hmm. And then days before we were scheduled to do our episode, he decides to pick his mental health over doing the show, and I will never forgive him. (laughs) So I am thrilled to actually be here. Thank you.
0: Uh. Wow. So... How many have you been invited to besides that one you're just talking about?
1: God, I think at least four that I can think of, Wow, so this is the the first one that I gotta invite, mm. and I was like okay well i'll I'll believe it when I'm sitting there with them, <laughs> and here we are, so God <laughs> bless you.
0: Remember the names of those?
1: We let them know <laughs> no <I'm just> <laughs> I do call them but... out. <laughs> no. Uh, wow let's not get canceled before we get
0: started <laughs> no i'm just kidding that's cool man like uh yeah i i always try to follow through with everything i try to set up and do and and i didn't know that you were invited to so many podcasts <laughs> Fantastic! <laughs> that's dope though that's cool man like how was that about this year or last year maybe it's
1: been yeah about the Past year and a half, well, before I really got into like the clubs, I was, uh, I went to a Bible school mm-hmm. and I was really involved in like ministry stuff. And so mm. I really like was doing strictly churchy type of com- comedy. And so I was kind of in that circle. And that's really where most of those shows came from. Mm. And they never really followed through. And then okay. I just decided that I was a little boxed in. And I don't know, I felt like the churchy audience didn't really like a lot of the things that i was doing and i just i felt critiqued all the time and i thought well i'm gonna go somewhere where i can just say anything Mm -hmm. any way that i want and so i just kind of left all that behind and went into a secular the club scene where i could just say anything and do anything that i wanted and uh i've met people that will actually follow through and (laughs) here we are so i don't regret any of it
0: oh nice that's cool man that's really cool um yeah we'll get into that more of that later but for the listeners uh just let them know about where you're from and growing up and what kind of just led into being a comedian
1: gotcha uh i was born in Tahlequah, grew up about 45 minutes away from there in Salisaw. terrible awful we made it through not many fond memories of salasaw but you know what it built character and then i ended up in texas after high school for about three years and then that's where the ministry school thing happened, and I didn't really know what I was going out there for. I just kind of wanted to, I liked working with kids, youth, and I I wanted to see if maybe it was something that I could do with that, get some training for that, find some direction. I didn't really know what I was going to do with my life, and I thought maybe going out there would point me to it, and and it really, it did, because that's when I started doing like open mics and uh, different types of skits, working for the school there, but Uh, Like I said, I just started to get some redirection of like, this is what I want to do, but not necessarily with this audience. Mm -hmm. And then also it was a very international school. So I met people from all over the world and they knew about their cultures and their languages. And I knew a little bit, but not nearly as much as they were telling me about theirs. And so it just kind of sparked this interest because I'm from a very Native American family and grew up culturally. But I just never really, I don't know embraced it as a kid it was like part of my family part of my life but i didn't really take a big interest in the language or the culture or anything like that and so when they would ask me about mine i didn't have much to tell them i could tell them what i knew but it just sparked this interest to go back home and and reconnect and so that's why i ended up back in Talico afterwards and i felt like i was going to do comedy and i wanted to get back in touch with my culture and my family and so it just all signs pointed to just like kind of dropping the whole bible school thing <laughs> and, and and so in one sense I went out there looking for direction and although it wasn't that direction I I did get some direction in life nonetheless so and then I came here and didn't know anything or anybody and I just started googling you know there's nothing going on in Tahlequah there's no Tahlequah comedy scene (laughs) it's not like there's a small one or a dying one like there's there's not one there's no Tahlequah comedy scene and so I just started googling like looking up in Facebook and stuff like towns surrounding towns that I thought would have open mic Mm uh Fayetteville Arkansas comedy open mic just putting in these keywords Tulsa open mic and then just finding the dates and the times and I just started showing up and connecting and meeting a lot of people and writing and going all over to every club that I could get in and just slowly and still am finding my voice and uh that's just kind of where I'm at now and we've been we've been doing about a little over a year now that I've actually really hit the ground running with it. I was hesitant, and I did some stuff here and there, but it's been about a year and a half since I really was like, okay, let's really do this, and I took it serious. So, Wow.
0: So you just Googled open open mics? <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: And the, you know, that that was a blessing and a curse, because I met some great people and went to some great clubs, and I've been to the worst clubs with the worst people <laughs> because of some of the stuff that came up on those results. But, again, it built character and good stories, so... <laughs>
0: And you would go to Arkansas? Yeah. Or you'd go all over, just not, I mean, like surrounding states too, Mm -hmm. for real? Yeah. Wow. Just,
1: I I just, I don't know. I think if you love to do something, you'll find some way to do it. And Mm -hmm. there's people all the time that even to this day, they're like, oh, you're driving to Arkansas? Oh, you're driving to Tulsa? I'm like... Are you crazy? It's what I love to do. Yeah. You, you'll go find some place to do it. If there's nowhere near you, you'll go find some place. And so, yeah, to me, it wasn't even crazy. It was just when people started saying, oh, my God, you drove an hour to do five minutes. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to get good at it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And thankfully, Tahlequah is right in the middle of Tulsa. it's like an hour and a half here and it's an hour and a half to Fayetteville. So it's inconvenient because mm-hmm. there's nothing there. But at the same time, it's right in the middle of everything. So. I guess that's kind of convenient.
0: Okay. Wow. Yeah. Some people can be crazy like that. Like, <laughs> I mean, kind of because they don't truly understand like how much passion you got for it, like for how sure. much love you got mm-hmm. to put yourself out there like that. I yeah. mean, like to the, to the normal person, it's just like always oh, just standing on stage telling jokes. <laughs> but there's more to it. Absolutely. You got to write. You yeah. know. I don't know if like I know some people set up their camera and they perform in front of their camera and they run it back or they have their friends critique them and, Mm -hmm. or they do a set in front of their friend and say, Hey, can you help me with this and do this and that? And I mean, a lot of work goes into it for sure. you know It's not just driving to the place and then just (laughs) getting up on stage for five minutes. Like (laughs) you got to prepare for it and you gotta, you're right. You got to actually like love what you're doing, yes you know? And then it sounds like you've always loved doing this. So
1: absolutely, since I was a kid,
0: I did a little bit of homework.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Again, I'm finally meeting some great people, and I'm so grateful. That's fantastic. If I showed up here and you said, uh, "I know your name," <laughs> wrap this up. Wrap this, I'm I'm very
0: happy you did. You. I try to do as much homework as I can, but sometimes people just don't have anything after. Sure, there. yeah. So I mean, it's like good to learn, but also like I love to just dive in uh and you had a couple clips on youtube so i was like oh yes so i mean it was like eight minutes but still i learned you know more about you rather than just seeing you on facebook yeah
1: for sure yeah (laughs) and that's kind of interesting now having those i I was terrified uh TV, a local show here Mm -hmm. uh, when they reached out to me about doing that i was terrified because it's a very serious uh like i don't know wholesome show and i just started working in the clubs where i was yelling and screaming about every (laughs) unnecessary tmi detail of my life and then they said oh we want to feature you and i was like do you know who i am and like i i was saying to you i'm glad you did your homework because i don't think they did their homework when they reached out to me or else they probably wouldn't have reached out to me if they'd actually seen my act and i was like uh i'll take i'll Baby, don't hear me turning it down. I'll take the gig, but I just want you to know who you're... (laughs) wanting to spotlight and i i told the director i said i'm i'm on board but like come watch me first and mm-hmm. make sure that this is who you want to spotlight <laughs> on your show he'd never seen me he just kind of knew me from mutual friends that had dropped my name mm-hmm. and they said well there's this native comedian you might be interested in and they just took the native comedian and kind of ran with it mm. and i thought well don't book me because i'm native book me because i'm funny and i'm good and you want to spotlight me True. and so they they came and watched me, and I was so nervous. I thought he was going to be like, well, you're funny, but we're going to move on with this project. But you know, I was so relieved. I walked up to him like, oh, God, here we go, just bracing myself for the rejection. And then he just said, no, I really think we got something with this. And so I said, well, if you're on board, I'm on board. And we, we shot that, and they did wonderful work with mm-hmm. it. I, I was very scared to be that personal because I'm just such a clown, and I never really show like my real I'm always just on on social media, like nobody ever like gets an inside look. And then mm-hmm. uh, when we started recording, they were just like trying to ask me personal questions. And I just kept like making jokes. And they were like, no, we actually like want to know. about you." <laughs> and so like, I like kind of had to turn it off and actually be real. And it felt very vulnerable. And I you don't know what they're going to use. Mm-hmm. I just opened my whole life up to them. And I said, you know, here, come in. You can film what you want. Ask what you want. I'll give you anything you want. But then you don't know what's gonna get used and what's gonna get chopped, and so it's just very scary. And for like almost a year, I didn't see it, and so I just spent the whole year thinking, "Oh God, what are they gonna put in that?" And then I finally saw it, and no, they did fantastic work with that. I, I was really happy with how it came out.
0: Yeah, it's good, man. It's mm-hmm. it's a good little segment they have. Um, you said, "Well, when did you film that? When did you when did you, when did they film you and we all that?"
1: Filmed that in March of 2021. Oh wow. And then it came out in January of this year. So I had to wait quite a bit (laughs) before I ever got to see it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they, man, like, you know, Cherokee Nation Film Office, you know, they're spotlighting a lot of, you know, natives and Cherokees Mm -hmm. in general. I mean, but, I mean, it's showing, like, so much talent that the tribe has. For sure. You know, and it's, like, and it's groundbreaking, I think. Absolutely. You know, I don't. I don't know. There might be another like entity like that somewhere, Mm -hmm. another tribe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just know what I'm like locally seeing, you know, and like the things I hear about. Yeah. And they even have like a, an actor directory. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, It's growing. (laughs) Yeah. They have like so much. Are you in that? no
1: people keep telling me to and i might but i'm just so scared they're gonna like want to cast i I, i'll get insulted if i look and i see you know they want uh, someone to play the flute by the river and then i'm just like take my name out of this i don't want to be any part of this and so (laughs) that's the only thing that's kept me from i'm sure it's great and there's great work to be done there and i would probably meet a lot of great people but i'm just scared of that (laughs)
0: Oh man. Yeah. I mean, like you're talking about being terrified, you know, was that just a camera and then just them follow? Did it, Was it like a, they just followed you around type of thing or.
1: Yeah. At first they came out and talked to my family, which was nerve wracking because they're so embarrassing. I love my family, but God, they are not meant for reality television. I mean, <laughs> good God almighty. I had no clue what they were going to say or where or anything. And a lot of people think like, I talk about my family being funny, but my family is funny unintentionally. And a lot of people think that it's going to be a bunch of me sitting around cracking jokes. I'm like, no, my grandma's funny. Cause like the dog will pee on her leg and she won't even know about it, but she's not like witty and like doing zingers. <laughs> like, so it's just, I was like, but I don't want that on television. Like I don't want a True. film crew filming that. And so, you know, it was, it was terrifying because when my stuff, what I say on stage, I'm in control of that. What I put on social media, I'm in control of that. I pick the jokes. I pick the angle, the lighting. Like, I, from the ground up, I'm in control. Mm-hmm. It was terrifying to completely put my my life story <laughs> in someone else's hands. I had no control over the lighting. I had no control over how they were going to tell it or what they were going to use. And so it was just really scary to not be in control of such a personal Story and then on such a huge platform, I was just like, Oh God. But, uh, you know, at a certain point, I I had people that wouldn't work with me, had no interest in me, who didn't get me. And so I'm just so hungry for attention. I was like, You can make me look awful, but for the clout, I'll take it. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so the the grams, that's right. (laughs) Paint me any way you want me, baby. (laughs) I've seen your ratings, just put me on anyhow.
0: Do what you will. That's it.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. That's another thing that people are like, oh, God, you took that gig. You did this. Maybe I will do anything. I don't think you people understand. There's no shame. I will take. I've been up and I've been down. No one's wanted to work with me at certain points in my life. And if anybody wants to work with me, I'm in. If there's a Viagra commercial, I'm going to be the first one there. I don't care. I'm taking any spot. It's good money amen yeah honestly. i'm sure and <laughs> yeah. you get a check at and the end check. my name my face is out there i get to work in media and collect a check are you kidding mm, me the dream my god <laughs> <laughs> some people just don't get it either that or they're just haters i hate people who hate on you for doing what you love oh god you know, you start working out, get a little healthier, post a few nude photos. Suddenly, the whole world's against you. I hate these people. Never want to see you win. Ugh,
0: Ugh. I know. Well, <laughs> I think it's like, you know, because I used to kind of be like that.
1: Loved, I mean, same. That, I mean, for sure. Everybody's got a little it, hater spirit yeah, in them. I mean, sure.
0: it, I think it's a phase. Absolutely. You know, but some people never outgrow it. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, so, I guess, envious and jealous. Absolutely. You know, because mm-hmm. I was, I wanted to... I wanted a fucking handout pretty much. <laughs> yeah. What because I knew some stuff and and I just wanted somebody to hand me something on a platter sure. and be like, yo, here, run with it now or do whatever. <laughs> but it never happened. Mm. And then but, you know, once you start once you actually find something like you enjoy doing, you're passionate about and mm-hmm. you put the time and the work in, then you start understanding like that shit didn't happen overnight.
1: For sure.
0: They've been doing this for years. Yes. You know, like, I don't know how long, but they've been working at this for a long time to finally get whatever spotlight it is that they're getting. hmm You know, and it's like, but, you know, and then it goes back to, like, people just don't see, like, the work you put in. Yeah. You know, like, they, they just see the outcome of it. For sure. You know, they don't see how long you're on the basketball court. Or and then you make it to the NBA. Mm. You don't. They don't see how long you are writing for. You know your own comedy and run, doing all these shows and open yeah. mics, and then all of a sudden you have a Netflix special. <laughs> you know they just see like the outcome of that for sure. And I mean, like I think probably like the one I truly know of is a uh, Mike Bone. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like Mike Bone's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, a long time. And I met them back in two thousand. Three or four, and they were just like, you know, hustling CDs. But I mean, it was a constant like work. Absolutely. Up until like now, I mean, like it's just like, I mean, you you do the work, you put the time in, you know. And I feel like you're just constantly getting ready. You know, all this time you put in and these years go by, you know. And people just say, just keep walking. Mm. You know, just keep walking. It's no. There's no, like, sprint race or anything. Mm. Just keep walking, and you'll figure out or find out, like... Because there's, there's no end to it. There's no end to <laughs> mm-hmm. being a master at something. You know, you just gain more network, more yeah. skills or whatever, you know? And you just keep going with it. Mm. I don't think you truly see it until, like, you're actually doing it. Yeah. You know?
1: And that's another reason when people are like, oh, my God, you're doing this, you're traveling there. I'm like, do you think... Anybody wakes up fantastic. Like, how do you think you get good? You gotta go out there and do it. You gotta find your voice. You gotta find what works and what doesn't work. And mm. I don't know. I just tell people. I just tell people find whatever your thing is, and then you'll get it.
0: That's what I say too. Like, <laughs> I, cause I don't know. I don't know what people's thing is. Like, maybe mm. you like to make knives. Sure. I mean, go out, go out and get some material and make some. And I'm sure somebody will walk by and say. That's fucking cool Can (laughs) I buy it? Yeah (laughs) But I mean like I mean it's just It's stuff like that Like it's just like You don't have to like Overthink it Mm -hmm. Just Find something you're interested in Sure I mean I see it too It's like people are like Man I want to do a podcast I want to do What you do or whatever And it's like Do it (laughs) Like Yeah Like just do it you know And like buy a recorder Or go off Anchor or something And try it out Like if you like it or whatever like try it i mean
1: that's exactly how it was like what you were saying about some people just like you said you wanted a handout same that's how i was like i mm -hmm. did a couple of skits back in god maybe 2016 2017 and i just thought hollywood was gonna come calling i made these stupid like five videos and i just was like no one wants this i was just so upset and then i thought no, of course not. No one wants to work with you, and as they shouldn't. You're nobody. You, mm. you don't, you're don't. you not doing anything. You're sitting around waiting for the world to come to you. Get out there. Start looking up. Where's a mic? Where's a stage? And then go to work. Mm. And then I've been working for the past year and have, thank God, had wonderful opportunities. and met a lot of wonderful people. But had I sat around waiting for that opportunity to come, I'd still be waiting for the opportunity to come. So, yeah, I'm glad that finally got up and stopped waiting (laughs) and then it's just like once you i don't know i realized that i don't like i realized how much of a hater i was and how easy it is to become one and so Mm -hmm. it made me stop being so mad at people like because there were some friends of mine that like just stopped they didn't like we didn't have a falling out per se but like they just haven't talked to me we just kind of we're not in touch anymore ever since I started doing this and I was it it hurt my feelings at first but then uh one day I saw one of my friends doing really good and getting a lot of attention for the stuff that he was writing and working on and I I saw it and instead of being happy for him instantly I was just overcome with jealousy at the attention he was getting and how good he was and I just like scrolled past it and I was like I'm not gonna give it a like I'm not gonna do anything and then I was like what? What the hell is wrong with me why why did that make me mad he's a great person he's Mm -hmm. very talented and i got mad for seeing him do good and i went back and i like liked it and commented and sent him a message saying like you know great job i can tell you've grown and all this stuff because i was like i'm not gonna be that person but then it just helped me realize like how easy it is to fall into that and so like i realized that's probably what my friends did they probably just saw that i didn't need them to be good and they just were like ah Seven, eight, eight, and I was like For so long I didn't get it But then like in that moment I was like oh I get it That's probably what happened to them And that's why they didn't talk to me anymore But ah, uh, it's so easy to do it But I still catch myself to this day Like getting mad when I see people doing good I'm like oh my god But then I'm like why why am I doing this
0: So It's I that ask- old Zebediah yeah. trying to come out man <laughs> He's like Hate it Hate it damn it Hate it <laughs> So anytime I see somebody (laughs) slightly hitting on me, I just go, why?
1: Why are you doing this, baby? Find your thing. Uh.
0: (laughs) No, I mean, like, I guess it's because it's so easy to, like, fucking be jealous and hateful. Rather than, like, probably give props. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, because, you know, like, I mean, it took me a while to figure that out. Because it was like, I was the same way, man. I was just like. I was like how come that can't be me Mm -hmm. You know like how come I can't you know Do what they're doing It's like well get your ass up and fucking do it (laughs) (laughs) You know And it took me a while to do that man Like I don't know it's just It was just a a change that happened Mm -hmm. Like Because there's more there's more to just working uh, At a casino You know because that's what I was doing I was like I hated my job I hated like just like coming here and sleeping and then like going back to work mm, yeah. and, it, and that helped hate too like i sure. hated like other people's like posts and stuff like like man fuck off or whatever yeah. you know but i mean yeah. but we got furloughed and i just had to figure out what to do because i was finally free of working there mm. and then i was like i gotta do something out of this i gotta mm. get something out of being furloughed or whatever and not <laughs> just staying in the house i mean and i mean a lot of people did too a lot of people came out from being locked down yeah with like their own business or something mm-hmm. i mean a lot of people came out of that to just sustain um their selves, mm-hmm. themselves or whatever and i mean shout out to them man sure shout out to them that just prevailed and absolutely educated himself on whatever it is they're doing because yes. a lot of other people just watch shows, mm. nothing wrong with that. But I mean, you could do that whenever, sure, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but, but I mean, like, that's what goes back to hating stuff, man. Like, it, it was just hard for me to, you know, I was just, I don't know why, like you, it was just like, yeah, like Hollywood. Needs me, you know, I mean, it's just like yeah. that stupid voice in your head where it's like, either they need you or you're too good for them. Uh, they don't get me. Not even the case. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, And thank God, I look back at what I was doing back then, I'm like, thank God nobody picked up on that. It's terrible when you look back at yep. what you were doing years ago. I'm like, oh, thank God. I dodged my own bullet on that
0: one. Oh. That is true too. Had I been offered something, I would fuck it up. (laughs) Oh yeah, I would would gradually fuck it up, and I would just be a dumbass. The
1: people that I was trying to impress back then, I was like, they didn't like me. And then I look back now at those jokes. Like I have a lot of journals where I was writing stuff, and I went back and looked at one the other day. And one of the jokes I was doing back then, it said, "I took a girl home last night who was in a wheelchair. We had a one night sit." I said. No wonder no one wanted <laughs> no to work with you. You were mad at the world, writing shit like that. Oh my god, I was mad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they don't get it. They just don't didn't get me. Get me, damn it. But yeah. Shout out to the ones that didn't give us anything. Yeah, bless y'all. Made we're us work, good taste, damn it. Oh man. Oh. Oh yeah. We're we're talking about uh. You were always interested in comedy. Yeah. And you're going back to your childhood.
1: Yeah. I was always a fan of comedy. I remember watching Bill Cosby, I know don't cancel me it was before the whole thing yeah but (laughs) i was like in first grade the first and my family loved like his special himself bill cosby that was like my first introduction to it and then my family was just always watching stand-up specials and then i always had a fascination with sitcoms and funny movies and so i always loved funny things but uh I guess I didn't really want to be funny as a kid, but I always had an interest in performing. I always wanted to be a very serious actor. I wanted to be like dramatic. I kind of wanted to. (laughs) Well, the most random role, my most inspirational, how sick, I wanted to be Carrie White in Stephen King's Carrie. I was obsessed with this movie. It was such a serious, dramatic role, but I loved it. She's like picked on, and they're throwing tampons on her in the locker room, and then she has telekinesis, and she kills everybody at prom. I wanted to do that. I just wanted to be dramatic. I don't know what my fascination with this movie was, but I wanted that, and the way she made me feel sad, and then the way I was like, yeah, kill him. Like Just all that emotion. I wanted to be that. And I took myself so serious and I wanted to be serious. But just my whole life, I'm telling you my entire life, people have just said, oh God, you're so funny. You should be a comedian. You should do this. And then it was about maybe when I was 12 or 13 that I was like, yeah, maybe I should. And so I I didn't, I, I dabbled, but I still kept wanting to be taken serious. And honestly, uh, the real big turning point for me where i was like maybe i should just do comedy is when i was at bible school and again was still trying to be taken serious i i knew that i was funny but i still wanted people to like just see i was a serious i could be serious and one of the final projects that we had to do in a class was we had to uh it was like a public speaking class but for like sermons how to put together a sermon how to mm-hmm. present it and our final was like american idol you 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 put together your sermon and you present it in front of these three judges and they critique you and if you make a 100% a perfect score then obviously you pass but then like your reward is you get to present it in front of the whole student body during one of the lectures and everybody came up to me I made a perfect score on mine and so I got to perform it in front of the perform it is a sermon I got to present it I guess <laughs> <laughs> I got to perform <laughs> Five points of the cross live with (laughs) Zebediah. No, no. but uh, so I got to present it in front of the student body. And again, I wanted to be taken serious as a, someone who was preaching, it was a serious message, but everybody came up to me and was talking about how good it was. But, they were all saying how funny it was. You were so funny. I love that thing. You said it was so funny. That one joke you do was so funny. No one came up and said, Oh, that was so profound. So deep. It inspired me. It changed my life. It was just, you're so funny. That was so funny. That was so funny. And and for me, that was kind of like the final straw that I was like, I'm just going to drop this whole church thing <laughs> and just do comedy. Maybe I'm just funny. Maybe I should just embrace that. I am a comedian and, just go for that. And so yeah, I've definitely always been a fan of comedy, but I always wanted to be a serious actor or <laughs> artist or whatever. But uh finally I just accepted that. Just do comedy. <laughs> so it's and been not- a long time coming, but I've finally accepted. Not Carrie. Ah <laughs> 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 I still want that role. <laughs> You know, there's all this gender <laughs> reversal now. We got, you know, the man playing the fairy godmother. I want to be the male Carrie. Someone pitched that script. Somebody. I'm auditioning right now. He's the male Carrie.
0: <laughs> Original Carrie or oh, the yeah. remade one?
1: Oh, God, no. Or both. God, no. I mean, the, re- the remake's not bad, but she didn't inspire me. to kill Sissy Spacek in that damn 70's movie ah ripped my heart out she inspired me to just ah I thought one of these days I'm gonna get telekinesis if I try hard enough she ah was my hero I love the original that crazy mom she stabs her at the end and they go flying down the staircase and she comes out all angelic with that bloody knife in her hand just magic magic they don't make them like that anymore just movie magic (laughs) Classic cinema Carrie White <laughs> I would just like I I'd so sick I would literally Replay I was obsessed I don't know why With the scene where They pour the blood on her mm. I'd stop it Rewind it Play it again I was like Oh It was just Something very fascinating About it to me mm. I don't know I was a very angry kid Maybe that's what it was
0: <laughs> How old were you When you seen that?
1: Maybe seven Maybe seven <laughs> Yeah <laughs> And it, I watched it like every year ever since. I, <laughs> I it's I have to watch it at least once a year, <laughs> and it still gets me.
0: That movie scared me when I first seen. Really? it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, like leading up, like leading up to that. I mean, there's just like a movie, you know. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, you're just like you don't understand what <laughs> what's going on or yeah. whatever. Like getting bullied, and mm-hmm. and then when the blood drops, and then she just has that look in her eye, <laughs> and it's like because I, I never heard like I didn't even know what it was like I never heard of it and I was watching it with my mom or whatever and and she would like <clears throat> she would let me watch like scary movies all the time mm-hmm. and I mean I'd always get scared but but I remember like she had that look in her eye and like she was like shaking like trembling yeah. and the camera was like right up on her and all of a sudden like all this like crazy ass like these killings started happening and I was like how is this happening? Like, you know, as a kid, you don't know what telekinesis is. <laughs>
1: oh, I did, baby. I knew she was doing it, and I was cheering for every moment of it. I'm sure my family was terrified as I was standing, as seven-year-old me was standing there cheering for- at the, t- the television while Carrie White kills her entire class. Yeah.
0: Wasn't there one, like, in like, a sequel?
1: yeah i remember that from like the 90s was it the 90s i think it so. was like a
0: damn i have to look but
1: it's very 90s because at the end when she's killing people there's a part where there's like these cds and they go flying and they stab people
0: oh yeah that was so. it yeah <laughs> it was like a club right yeah yeah but it damn i can't remember the name of it but the Rage The Rage, okay. that was it Yeah. Listen, you it know.
1: K- Carrie, <laughs> you got questions about Carrie I'm your man
0: I remember that one I've seen that one in theaters, but
1: it didn't really scare me There was a straight-to-DVD remake that came out in the early 2000s And then there was the latest one with, uh what's her name, Julian Moore And that Chloe
0: Chloe, the girl from Kick-Ass, right? Yes, yes, yeah. Yes, yes Yeah, yeah yeah, that one wasn't really It's all right. Yeah. But yeah It was cute. I mean, you go back to the originals. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, like you said, that look in her eye, no one can recreate that. <laughs> God bless her.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, you got any uh like carry jokes? I should, I
1: am surprised that I don't. This no? is really the first time that I've like open publicly up. talked about that. <laughs> So uh, this is a very like eye-opening conversation. <laughs> I like I knew I had anger problems as a kid, and just now I was like, that might be there's another there's another red flag. I was like, no wonder I loved Carrie. Oh God. I was filled with rage. I was living vicariously through her. No wonder I loved that movie. Now I gotta work on some Carrie bits.
0: Carrie skits.
1: Oh, ooh, ooh. okay, okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I mean, like, um, when, so, I mean, I, I've been, you know, we're on Facebook or whatever, and I've seen, like, you pop up here and there, mm-hmm. you know, in certain places. Um, I need to go whenever you Please. come back to Tulsa. Yeah. I need to, I need to figure out, because, like, I mean, I hate Facebook because I tell everybody this, but it always shows, like a day after or sure. a fucking couple of days after the event already happened. Same, yeah. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> like, what after? And I mean, I guess you have to go to the fucking settings and hit um, most recent. Mm. Because I guess, like, your timeline you're on, it's just kind of like... I don't know what it is, actually. I, don't I have either. no Who's idea. Who's in charge
1: of it? It's, I don't know. Someone told me, it's based off who they think you're like interested in. Why the hell do they think I'm interested in the one girl I haven't spoken to since my junior year of high school that's got nine kids? <laughs> Why does she pop up? But I miss these big events with my friends and all this other stuff. God. <laughs> but yes, I feel that. Because I, I always find out about it too late. And then people always say that to me, too. They're like, oh, I saw you were here, but it was three days afterward. And then... For a while I was mad about it. I was like, oh yeah, bullshit. I'm sure I'm sure it was. But then no, it started happening to me too. And so I'm like,
0: I know, it's so stupid. It's like and yeah, people will think I'm bullshitting too. I'm like, no, I'm serious. Like, <laughs> like take my Facebook for a day. No, please don't. But <laughs>
1: God, can we swap social can media we? for you you run my page and I'll <laughs> run yours for just a day.
0: Have you performed at Red Bison?
1: Yes, have you? Very recently, actually, and I what a did. what an experience!
0: <laughs> I went to that. I went to that very first one with uh, Brent, uh, Dakota, Keelan, and some guy. I can't remember his name. That was back in January. Oh, I think. Okay, mm-hmm. that was. I think that was our first event.
1: Oh, okay, how mm-hmm. was that?
0: It was good. It was a good turnout. Um, never been to Red Bison. Yeah, me neither. But they have that little like. I don't know what you like little community part like next door yeah there's there's like a youth center (laughs) yeah it's like a little center but i mean there's the dispensary and like i guess it's connected to it but there's a wall Mm -hmm. and it's like their little center that they put on stuff and i thought it was cool man yeah i thought it was really cool i thought uh it was a great turnout and i mean i wish i don't know if somebody recorded it or not i can't remember i don't think anybody did but But it was cool because uh, I met Brent a few times and (laughs) I went there. My my wife had to do something, but I went there and I was kind of like in the middle, you know, in the middle of the seating area. And Brent came on and I'd never seen Brent perform. I'd never seen any of these guys perform. And so I was just like ready for it. And then Brent, I think like his third joke in, he was like, he said something about he's like, man, I need like a. He's like, I don't have a cool last name because like, I need a cool last name, like a real native last name. Mm-hmm. He's like, like Sixkiller or Sun Eagle. <laughs> I was like, hey, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh you
1: guys didn't know each other. Okay. No, yeah. yeah fantastic.
0: Like, I think we met like, yeah, I don't think we met like formally because mm-hmm. we, we were just like friends on Facebook. But I think that was the first time we actually like met face to face. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm in a joke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, same, I, I don't know. I won't even dive into that. But <laughs> but <laughs> I started to go somewhere, and I said, take it back, take it back. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was there, I mean, the people were very nice, but I mm-hmm. didn't even consider that it's at a dispensary, and it was after 4.20. And so I was ready mm-hmm. to go, and I get there, and everyone's friendly, but... Baked like a goddamn cake, and that's not great for comedy. I want them drunk, sloppy, and loud, but they were high and very deep. They were in deep thought. They were taking in every joke, <laughs> pondering it, thinking it over, and then twelve seconds after the punchline, going, oh, "Oh, twelve seconds. <laughs> oh, that is funny. That's funny. I like that one. Not a great. Not great for the self-esteem. To." to You know, and I'm glad they were all smiling, but it it doesn't fill the room with noise. So it was me in dead silence and a room full of people smiling at me. (laughs) So it was it was it was nice, but uh, interesting. (laughs) I think they liked me. Their faces liked me, but I didn't hear a sound. So if I would have closed my eyes during that set, I would have thought I bombed. But I think they liked me. I don't know. I got paid at the end, so I don't care. But <laughs> you know, I'll take any stage time. So, but it was fun. It was a nice, cute little joint. I liked it.
0: It was the weed.
1: Yeah, yeah. They were out of it.
0: I think that's what happened the first one too.
1: They were pretty out of it. They were pretty
0: like. I get. I think they were pretty high. I forget. I forgot too. It was the dispensary. <laughs> I'm thinking back on it now because like some jokes that hit, like they really did hit. But some, it took a little time for it to process yes and then start uh uh-huh, like, <laughs> yes. i think dakota even called one out <laughs> he's like that's a really late reaction something like
1: <laughs> i don't even remember meeting brent i know obviously we met at some point because he put me on that show but i don't know i don't even know when we met really but i've seen him here and there and so i i don't think he ever saw me so i don't know how he found out about me i knew who he was but i never met him Hmm. but cool guy love Brent
0: yeah yeah it's cool dude who else performed with you that night
1: let's see it was me Joe Miller I never met her again I knew who all these people were but I'd never met them or worked with them Mm -hmm. and then Evan Hughes yeah Mm -hmm. it was us
0: okay what was that that was on a Thursday night right I think so yeah It was like the
1: day after 420 Yeah, we were supposed to be 420 and then we got booted by bingo Oh, was look at my career Oh my god (laughs) Oh my god It's (laughs) over before it's even started I'm getting overlooked by bingo night Good god almighty
0: Push him down
1: (laughs) (laughs) One more Zebediah 0 Insecurities (laughs) 1 Sorry, we have bingo night. We gotta push you back. That does the that does the self esteem good. <laughs> God oh, damn.
0: oh, yeah, they were I remember they were talking about that too. They were like we have we have bingo nights. And then I asked somebody, I was like, Well, when is it? Because I wanted to go. Oh well, we're not having it because of the whole COVID thing. Mm. And I was like, Man, <laughs> but we're here right now. Let's mm. do it right now. After the comedy set.
1: Come on. <laughs> that's what I said. I said, why not merge the two? Everybody loves bingo. I love bingo, except when it's taking my gigs. Mm-hmm. I would love a bingo night. Like, let's perform at the bingo night. That would have been fantastic. That would have been dope. Ah, uh, everybody's high. Bingo. We're spitting our jokes. Ah, I'm in, but what do I know? <laughs> Ooh, that's going to be my carry. What? I'm on... I'm on stage performing, and a comedian, a rival comedian, pours blood on me in Ooh. front of my audience, and I kill my audience. I got to work on that. But it's a good premise, it's a good start. <laughs> I'll work on that.
0: <laughs> a gang of bully comedians.
1: I just kill them <laughs> while the audience watches. <laughs>
0: Get that blood on you.
1: <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll oh, work yeah. on it. By it's the end of this, progress. we will have a script.
0: <laughs> That's cool though, man they're like, uh they're they're doing comedy nights, I think that's pretty cool, yeah, yeah, I mean, but bro, I was telling somebody, do you know jordan j i
1: mhm, yeah, yeah,
0: so I had her on back in I think November, yeah, I think it was November, but we stayed in contact, and then after I had her on, <clears throat> I was trying to find comedians, but y'all are hard to hard to find. <laughs>
1: I guess so. Hey, I'm just not, I'm not bitter about no one wanting to work with me for a couple of years.
0: <laughs> no, because I wanted I wanted like more indigenous comedians. Yeah. yeah. But man, like I I could not like find anybody. Mm. And I remember I found Jordan, but I only found Jordan because our friend Trista said she had a um she was doing a stand up at uh, it's some bar here in Broken Arrow. I want to say the martini lounge, okay, I, I think, think that's a thing I don't know either. I, yeah I might get I might be getting that wrong, but we went and I seen her do her set or whatever, and it was good. It was really good, and we linked up and then and then I think like a couple of weeks later she came on, and I was like, after that, after she came on, I was like, man, I was like I gotta find more like native comedians mm. out there, you know and And she told me about Dakota, but I didn't know he did, like, stand-up. See, I work with Dakota at River Spirit. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know if he's told anybody that, but uh, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) But um, he's supposed to come on soon, but, I mean, but I was like, damn, I was like, he does uh, comedy? She's like, yeah, like, he's been doing it. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, you know, like, and I don't even know. And, And then I had Keelan on, Keelan Bear Paul, but he was, like, just getting into comedy because mm-hmm. he did Res Dogs and and he was wanting to do comedy and stuff and then he was talking about it and finally he just went ahead and started doing it. Yeah. And then that and then I met Brent Dio mm-hmm. through him, and then for a while it was just those four. And then I cannot remember how I ran into you. I never met you before before now, but I think you're maybe, maybe you're on a flyer. Of some sort I Probably. think
1: That's what That's my advice Sell and yourself it, Sell yourself And it said no sell fire Sell yourself <laughs> Because then Someone saw me on a flyer And, and it opened it, this door
0: <laughs> Maybe it was that red bison Okay Maybe it was And I was like Hmm Zebediah no fire And then But I had a bunch of stuff Going on at that time too But I think I added you Or whatever And then And like um, I always make it a point to I just looked at my messages and there's like people from last year where I messaged, but I forgot (laughs) to come on, but I hit them back up. I was like, man, I know it's been a year, but I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, I mean, like I got swamped up with people, but I mean, but now, um, there's you Dakota, Brent, Jordan. Um, do you know of any other native comedies? Comedians? Mm. I know them. I'm
1: trying to think of anybody else. There's one, but let's not mention her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Tell me after the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so grateful for people like you that like will just put your community on the spotlight. Your local people. Because I know people that have shows and do this and that, but they, they don't want anybody unless they have huge followings, and it doesn't matter if you're good, or if you're funny, or you're talented at whatever you do, it's just like, if you don't have a lot of following, that's what's gonna get you on. And so, I was just like, well, give me a chance, and I might get a big following from your show, but you gotta put me on. So, I'm just happy when people are just like, we know you're not fucking anybody, but come on anyways! I'm like, I've, I've never been happy to be nobody in my life. Yes, I'll do the show.
0: Uh. No, like, I love like you know, not only showcasing people, but um, just like getting to know them, For sure, you know, yeah. and then finding out why they're doing what they're doing, mm. you know, and what and then what just created that focus, yeah. to do it. I mean, mm-hmm. like, because I mean, it's hard to it's hard to put yourself out there. Yeah. It's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to just let go and say fuck it. And then just like (laughs) go up on a stage and, and having that like fear run your life (laughs) to where you don't go up on stage. Yeah. But you do it anyways. And you figure out like, if I fail or I bomb, I bomb or Mm. fail. But I mean, who knows? I might fucking kill it. That's right. And then so, you know, like you just have to, I like hearing, like, people's, like, just come-ups and... Absolutely. And everybody has, like, something in common where Mm -hmm. it's, like, forgetting that fear. Sure. Just letting it go and finally just, like, like, all right, man, I'm done being afraid. I'm Mm -hmm. done of having people look at me weird or judging me or, you know, like, just having, like, some kind of weird thoughts about (laughs) what I'm doing. And I'm just going to do it. You know, like, everybody has that same, like kind of drive Mm -hmm. you know of just letting fear go and finally just doing whatever it is they want and i mean it it's so simple you know and it doesn't sound real but that's what that's the way it is man yeah that's exactly the way it is like you just have to fucking do it
1: sure it makes me so happy though when because i always say find your thing because i tried so many other things and realized they weren't my thing and i yeah. had no goddamn business doing it and finally when i found comedy i was like oh this is my thing i have business doing this but it makes me so happy when people like just think less of us like they could get up and do it they're like oh my three friends think i'm so funny i should do comedy i'm like baby it's a whole different world when you get up there and there's nothing to hide behind you don't have a song you don't got a band you don't got a costume or a script it's you and an audience mm-hmm. and they're not rejecting your script they're they're not rejecting your song. It's you. <laughs> it's so terrifying. And people are always like, I don't know how you can do what you do and not get scared. How do you do that? And I'm like, baby, I'll let you know when I find out because I don't know how to do it and not be scared. I'm scared every single time. But like you said, you just do it anyways. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm always scared looking into the pool, if you will. But like once I jump in, I'm like, oh, OK, here we go. I can float. I can swim. But I'm always scared. But then just like once I jump in and I'm on the stage and I'm in it, uh, I'm just like get at ease. Mm -hmm. But you got to do it. You got to get out there. Uh, But if you want a magic recipe to not be scared, bitch, I don't know. (laughs) And if you have it, send it to me because I would would love
0: it. Same here. Like, oh, when I first did this, I was so scared. Mm. I because I could hear my voice. And once I heard my own voice, Mm. I was just like, I could hear my breathing. I could hear, (laughs) um, just, I just sounded stupid. Like, I don't know. I just like, and then people are like, no, you, like you, you sounded fine. Mm. Like, but it's just like in your own head where you hear yourself. And it's like, like, Oh God, like, (laughs) please just you talk the entire time. And I'll just sit here. I (laughs) can't do it. But I mean, like, but with practice and everything Your repetitions Like yes. you just get better yeah. Every single time You go on a stage Or you hit record Or you do an audition Or whatever it is You're trying to do And I mean Um But This is swine, You know This is cool The recording I became I'm comfortable here mm. Right Like I'm comfortable But you know Like we started doing Live podcast shows mm. At the shrine and so that was like Go up on stage And it's like Oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> But I mean like It's always good to Put yourself In an uncomfortable situation Yeah Like that's the way I feel like you need to People need to do it hmm You know They need to be uncomfortable Sure You know And And I mean I was like I was really scared Because <laughs> I was like I'm gonna freeze I'm gonna I don't know I'm just gonna mess up somehow Yeah You know, and I mean, you just get in your own head and, but everybody just kept saying, dude, you do this all the time. Only difference is now you're going to be up on the stage, Mm. but you're, you're, you're with your friends and, and the light is so bright, (laughs) you know, like you don't even see the audience (laughs) and that helped okay the, the light for helped. sure
1: yeah i hate seeing people's faces mm-hmm. i never look at anybody's face if anybody ever thinks i'm like flirting with you or that joke was for you like it wasn't i was looking at the top of your head i can't take the rejection if i see one person like just not having a good time
0: mm. uh, oh
1: i take it so personally yeah i'm like oh you didn't like that one and then i like get all mad inside i'm like fuck this crowd <laughs> oh god I, I said that one time because i got so mad because there was like two people that's how insecure i was at the time uh-huh. there was like two people on their phone but they were on the front row oh. i was like go to the back or something you're gonna sit on the front row and be on your phone the entire time and then like i just i i tried to ignore it and then finally i looked at them and i just got it in hd i saw they were just Totally zoning me out, zoning me out, and on their phone. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck this crowd. And then like everyone started cheering and laughing, and I was like, I'm serious. And I like walked out. I was pissed. Wow. Ugh. But I've learned you're not for everybody, so just take it. Ugh. But God, that's why I was like, just don't look at anyone's face. Just look in this area of like forehead and up. And then it it they think you're looking at them. It looks like you're looking at them but you're sec- like in your safety net of not having to make eye contact and be rejected by their unhappy faces so it's just world peace up there by not looking at anybody's face <laughs> I did the looney bin a couple weeks ago and yeah god it's blinding mm. some some clubs are you can see everybody but that that room is dark and the stage lights are so bright my god and you couldn't see anybody it was a delight it's one of the, the funnest thing I I even had oh couldn't see anybody one of the best nights i've ever had (laughs) so they could have just been hitting a lap track i didn't give a shit it was a blast i didn't see anybody
0: (laughs) is that a big place i've never been there
1: it's cute Mm -hmm. um it 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 can hold quite a few people and the audience that was the first time i'd ever performed there it was a great crowd so uh it's a it's a good size room yeah Mm -hmm.
0: now was another open mic Yes. Okay.
1: But I was desperately trying to sell myself once again. <laughs> because they scout people. They they're looking for people to come in and host shows and stuff. And oh, really? So I was like, "Please, please, here's my stupid little jokes." Uh, <laughs> but I've been like recently doing some jokes targeted towards like cultural appropriation and stuff. But I really uh, and it's inspired me the reaction that I get to it. It's inspired me to keep doing it. Because I just don't think a lot of people get it. Like, I didn't start out trying to do racial stuff or anything. I was just trying to be funny, and I was right about anything that I thought was funny or anything that would get a laugh. I wasn't like, I'm going to be a Christian comic or a Native comic or a tall con-. I was just, like, wanted to be funny. Mm-hmm. So I was just writing about my life. And... The stuff that started, I just started paying attention. What are people laughing at and what are people not laughing at? You know, cut the stuff that's not working and keep everything that is. And a lot of the stuff that was working was like just me talking about growing up Native American and the weird things people say to you and just addressing stereotypes. And uh, I just wanted to paint a picture of like what life is like for me now and uh, just that people always don't think i look native they think i'm this or whatever and like just people started connecting with it and so i didn't really set out to be like i'm going to be this native representation or what like to me i just wanted to be good and funny <laughs> and then i started working on this bit about how weird it is that we have like all these you know i'm not trying to invalidate anybody but you know just there's some white people that come in because they have you know this great 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 uncle who was affiliated with the tribe and i'm not invalidating you i'm not invalidating you It's just when you come in and then all of a sudden now you're the spokesperson for the tribe and you try to Mm. profit off of everything. And it's like, baby, you just got here. (laughs) You don't know anything. You're trying to get acclimated to us. And then we taught you how to make a basket. Now all of a sudden you're trying to run a basket business. Get out of here. Like now you're trying to profit off of us and all this stuff. And so they were the ones I was joking about. I'm making fun of Mm. those white people that come in and try to profit off of us. And and, and so I, I did this joke of like, I don't know why some people can't just be white. Like, there's nothing wrong. I don't know why they want to be everybody else so bad. Just be white. Own it. And then the punchline is, I say, whatever happened to good old white power? And I'm like, let's bring it back. And the amount of white people who get offended by that joke is insane. (laughs) At every show, there is one white lady who will gasp and say, No! Like, lady, I'm not really saying let's bring it back. It just, it just blows my mind how, like, they just don't get it. And that that's shocking to them that I'm up there advocating for white supremacy. <laughs> I'm like, no, you missed it, baby girl. <laughs> not the point of that joke.
0: Just flies over their head. Yes. Yeah.
1: But I love it. And it makes me want to write it even more. And I was at a show last night and I wasn't going to do that joke or any racial stuff. And then we looked around the room, and <laughs> all the minorities were along the back row, and there was just all these like white people in the front. And TJ, who's African American, good friend of mine out in Arkansas, wonderful comedian. And she turned to me and she goes, "Oh, do all your white people shit." <laughs> so I just went up there and did it. And again, there were the gasps and groans, but the whole like wall of minorities was dying. And I was like, "Okay, I'll take it." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where was that at? Uh,
1: in Fayetteville, little place. Oh, for real? Nomads. not it? Yeah a wonderful spot anybody who's interested in doing open mics go that's a wonderful spot they will give you such self self self-esteem great crowd they always laugh they're always having a good time out there there's some spots that if you want thick skin if you want a brutal crowd ask me i'll tell you where to go to get thick skin (laughs) i can tell you where to go to get treated like shit and i can tell you where to go to get treated like a king and nomads is one of those places that you'll get treated like a king they're wonderful out there i love them
0: How far fa how far is Fayetteville from me? Yeah, about the well. same, same. About the same? Yeah. Okay. Thankfully.
1: Yeah. We're right in the middle of the universe over there.
0: Yeah. That's cool though. Fuck. When yeah. are you performing here again?
1: Tonight I'm gonna do t- Are you? Tonight? At least one. Oh, I think shit. about I thinking about two, but the other one starts at like 10 30 11 and I got to drive home so I might catch the earlier one and then bounce but I want to do at least one and then there's also this wonderful photographer here in Tulsa does great work photographs all these comedians and I've seen him at several shows I've been on not once has this motherfucker snapped me and posted me on his page and so I know which club he like goes to pretty often so I'm going to it tonight and he's got one more chance. Tonight might be my carry. <laughs> if ah, He better take my picture. He does. He takes wonderful pictures. They all look like such professional comics. They look like they are having their Netflix specials. And I want to be photographed by him so bad. He leaves every time before I get on stage. <laughs> and then I met him recently at some thing, and uh, I had to act like I didn't know who he was. And meanwhile, the whole time in my head, I was like, motherfucker, take my picture. Uh, so I introduced myself, I was all nice And I told him I was a comedian And I said, be looking for me And so hopefully he'll see me tonight And remember that conversation And I can get a nice picture out of it <laughs> Headshots are expensive If you can find yeah. someone who's going to do it for free yeah, uh, And he's great at it uh.
0: <laughs> You should call him out not if I'm, you see him leaving, say, hey, hey, hey whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa, oh. whoa, whoa. <laughs> Come over here, my man. <laughs> Get my motherfucking picture.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pull that picture out. Pull that camera out. Get that phone, phone. Get that camera back out. <laughs>
0: oh. Put that lens on there.
1: <laughs> oh. God. Me oh, better. Fuck.
0: What time? Do, is it seven or eight? I want to say 8.30. Oh, for real?
1: I think, I mean, 8 is on like their scheduled time. I have never seen that place start at 8. So 8 technically, but 8.30 is probably when it's going to kick off. Is that the cellar? Uh, no, I've never been there. I got invited. I met Roscoe. I don't know. I think that's his name. But then he added me on Facebook and his name was something different. I don't mm. fucking know. <laughs> Your name's Roscoe when you go by something else. You're really funny and nice and I really liked meeting you. But <laughs> they invited me to the cellar. Dweller?
0: I think, yeah. Okay. The, the, the cellar dweller.
1: And then it's like yeah. on a Sunday. Yeah. And then it was downtown Tulsa. I don't know where to park down there. And so that's the only reason I haven't gone. Mm. I'm just like, shit, I don't know where to park. Get Someone help me with parking and I'll come to the <laughs> cellar dweller. Uh, <laughs> but no, this is at the tonight at the Hunt Club, which is make or break I've done well at the hunt club and I've got my ass beat at the hunt club. Oh Mm -hmm. my God. My first time ever meeting Dakota six killer. I'm good with him now.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) We're on good terms now. I've since forgiven, but my (laughs) first impression of him was not a good one. I never met this guy. God bless him. I was, you know, bless his heart. I didn't know him. He didn't know me. And I I'd heard again through my Googling about the hunt club. And so I was like, Oh sure. I'll go out there. And I signed up, and they came up and asked me. He was hosting that night, and uh, he asked me if this is my first time. And I thought he meant at this particular club. And so I said, yeah, this is my first time. And then he goes up, and he introduces me, and he's like, get ready to watch this next guy fucking suck it's his first time behind the mic and you know the first is the worst so just look away because it's gonna be a shit show this is gonna be so embarrassing he's gonna want to kill himself so just look away if there's any time to like you want to go to the bathroom this is the time to do it and i'm sitting there like who the fuck is this person that is the worst introduction I've ever got in my life. I've been filmed on OCO TV. <laughs> I've done all this shit. And he's sitting there telling this whole crowd that I'm a piece of shit and go to the bathroom. And all. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh. And so I get up there and the audience listened. Not one motherfucker in that audience no. looked up at me. They were looking down at their fajitas. There was a man punching a punching bag in the back. They were watching the game on TV. No one registered me there at all, and I just, like, in my heart, I was like, that man will be a rival until I die. I don't know him. I don't want to know him, and every time I saw him at a show, I would, like, plan like, that's the motherfucker that told that audience not to listen to me, but then, like, one night, I was at another club, and uh, we'd, we'd really never even talked, and he, like, came up to me and... I didn't sign up. I was there to watch my friends and he was like, No fire, you're not signing up. And I was like, No. And he was like, Oh man, why not? And he was just nice to me and I was like, Oh, okay. I'll give him a <laughs> chance. Maybe he's not such an asshole. <laughs> but oh, for a while there. <laughs> I had it out. He was on the, the carry, carry six- list. He would have been when she flipped that bitch in the car and it blew up, that would have been six killer. But he, he redeemed himself. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Uh wow. Oh god bless a- him. He's a very nice person now. Yeah. Now that I know. <laughs> but the first we didn't get off on the the best of terms. <laughs> but yeah, very nice person now.
0: Oh fuck. That's fucking hilarious, dude. <laughs> That's like a roast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like shit.
1: <laughs> this is a comedy central roast of <laughs> My god. I, what did I do to you? This guy fucking smells. You can smell his bo down the street. His parents don't love him. Everybody don't give it up for this fuckhead. Zevonite, like, good God Almighty, just was the most insulting introduction I've ever got in my life. This guy never got an A in high school. I just, what else can you say? Shit, I swear it was like a five minute introduction of just what a piece of shit I was. Ugh. Oh. And then I got up there and felt like what he described. (laughs) Uh, Shit, I believed it. After a while, I was like, "Fuck this, no fire guy." I don't want to listen
0: to him. Uh, I do suck. Yeah, I do want to kill myself. You're right. No.
1: (laughs) No. Wow. No, not without killing everybody there. That's
0: funny, man. (laughs) Dakota's funny. Like, um, we went to. He was at the com- the Tulsa Comedy Club
1: Okay yeah
0: Him and Brent were like He was hosting it but Brent did a set For uh, Mark Yaffe mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And um, Well I tagged you guys I tagged all you guys in that Because mm-hmm. he was looking for a, a, a native comedian So I tagged all four of you Him, Brent and then J- uh, Jordan mm-hmm. I was like man Get these guys out here <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but, but um, I remember Dakota was hosting it And he was opening up, you know, a little five minute act or whatever before the mm-hmm. show even starts. And he asked, he asked these people, he was like, where are y'all from? And there's like four of them. And they're like, we're from, uh, Colorado. He's oh shit. You drove all the way from Colorado. He's that's dope. And they're like, yeah. And then they're like, well, we live here. And he was like, wait, what? He's like, so you drove here. You just moved here today. And they're like, no, we we moved here like two years ago. He's like, oh, "Fuck off!" <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "I thought you drove all the way from Colorado."
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do admire that about him a lot is His uh, tenacity to do crowd work I'm terrified of crowd work If it's not scripted or pre-rehearsed I'm not doing it I tried crowd work one time My friends were like You gotta get over it You get good at it by doing it And I guess that's true And maybe I'll try some crowd work tonight Oh god But the first time I tried I just panicked I was like I don't know how to talk to these people And then You know you want to be like Zany and zingers And like get the attention And I just panicked And I said Hey Hey bitch to like the lady (laughs) in the front and I was like no that's it going back to the schedule (laughs) jokes that did not work out and then everybody was just like who's this (laughs) (laughs) open with hey bitch what an opener
0: oh my god
1: so I admire it but I know he's been trying it for a long time crowd work and so I'm sure he got good at it (laughs) so I admire when people are good at it because I know how tough it can be
0: Man, yeah, I wouldn't think it'd be like that tough, but I mean, you gotta, I don't know, you just gotta be, I guess, quick. Yeah, Uh, and you
1: never, and you got, I mean, you have to be fast because you don't know what they're gonna say, and you got half a second to come up with a response. Mm -hmm. And what if they're not interested? Again, I'm from Colorado. I would have nothing to say. Okay, Uh, how about this goddamn weather? Like, I don't know. (laughs) What do you say to the Colorado? I don't know. I don't got no Colorado jokes. You gotta be quick So, I don't know Maybe one day
0: <laughs> Man, yeah He was at that um The cellar I think that was where I first seen him Was it? No, I think Because it was, cause it was at, I think that was after The Red Bison But my friend Isaiah Was um He did open mic He lives in Pasco Or, I mean um, Fairfax And he drove all the way here To do an open mic mm. At the cellar On a Sunday And That first time He was at Looney Bin he did a um, open mic, but he didn't tell nobody.
1: <laughs> Which I admire that. I think you got to do that. I swear, like I was saying earlier, I hate these people that are just like, my friends think it's fucking real. And like, okay, you can make a room full of your friends laugh. Mm-hmm. But if you are really funny, let me take you to some clubs where nobody knows you. Nobody owes you anything. These people are not obligated to laugh at you. You win that room full of people over. You make them laugh, and then we'll talk because that's what I did. I I was doing the stuff at the Bible school and I had my friends on social media and they all said I was funny, but I just questioned whether I was really funny or if my friends were just like encouraging me. And I was like, let me go to some spots where nobody knows me. And I went out to Arkansas, Lowell, Arkansas, a place called the Grove. And just, I knew no one. And I knew if I uh, made that room laugh, then maybe there was some potential. And they like did like rankings like they would give a first place like the audience would vote who was the funniest Mm -hmm. of the night Mm -hmm. and i won second place that night and i was just like oh shit okay well maybe there's something to it but i put myself in an environment where no one knew me and no one owed me anything and then coming out to tulsa no one knew me no me no one owed me anything but thankfully i've made a lot of friends and i know a lot of people now but i think really if you think you're funny (laughs) that's the real test if you've never made a room full of strangers laugh then uh, i I, i'm a little i'll question you you could be Mm -hmm. but i'm just saying you haven't really tested it yet so yeah if you want to know if you're really funny that's the way to do it go where no one owes you anything and then then we'll talk
0: that's i mean like it's doable but it's scary dude because you have so many characters in that room (laughs) like you have so many people that they like different stuff. They For don't sure. like the same shit you do. Yes, you find stuff funny, but they don't. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you have to be appealing to everybody <laughs> when you fucking write. Like yes. that's what I love about comedians, man. Like, <clears throat> I mean, I think Dave Chappelle is probably my favorite comedian. Mm. He just tells a story so well. <laughs> yeah, and then he can like, because you know, like some comedians, like you could tell when the bit's over with. Mm-hmm. But it's like His is like The bit is a continuation And then it leads Into something else But it still seems like He's talking about The same thing But it's totally <laughs> yeah. A new joke Yeah You know what I mean Like um, Like people think I like Joe Rogan But he's okay Like I don't Is <laughs> just the podcast I like thing? his podcast But I don't really like His uh like, com- like Comedy stand up I've never
1: finished one I get yeah. about 10 minutes in I'm like what the hell Is he talking about? Yeah. Aliens? I don't know What the hell's yeah.
0: going on <laughs> I try to watch his one of his specials on Netflix And I watched it But I just didn't like It was okay Yeah It just wasn't my taste of comedy For sure Yeah Absolutely Because like, I like what I like mm-hmm. Everybody likes what they like yeah, Absolutely So don't hate on me For <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah. I'm just being honest It's my absolutely. opinion Yeah But I mean But I mean like Like I was saying before Like The actual like Pen to paper Or I don't know how you do it Type it out maybe um, Just writing it out You know Like I'm sure like how long does it take you to write stuff? I mean, I mean, I know you're writing all the time.
1: Sure, yeah.
0: But the stuff you th- like, think you use, and are you like confident? It's like, man, this is this is it. Every or, once
1: in a while, it's weird. It's hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's a joke at a time like everything like i have a pretty good chunk of racial stuff about like my own like native american jokes like i have quite a bit of a chunk now Mm -hmm. and but that was mostly built one set at a time like i would do 15 jokes and only one of them was good and i took that one and i put it in the pile and then i wrote another 20 jokes and one of them was good I took it, and so like it was really built like that. It took a long time to get a good chunk, and I wrote a lot of (laughs) stupid-ass jokes, but I have a pretty good solid chunk. And then, you know, so sometimes I write like that, and it takes a while to, to get a good chunk of material that I feel good about. And then every once in a while, I'll just be driving home, and instantly 10 minutes worth of just like solid shit. I'm just like, oh, that that's good. And I just know it when I, I think I can already hear the audience. I'm like, oh, yeah, they'll laugh at that. And I don't know. It, it's some weird just instinct maybe. I don't know. But I just <laughs> know that it's going to work. And, and even this past Sunday, I last minute got booked for a show. And I was like, I, I thought of a joke earlier that day. And I thought, do I try it out? It's not an open mic. It's a real, you know, little showcase. And I don't ever try to try stuff out at a showcase. I try everything out at open mics, but I just felt instinctively like, no, that's a good little, like, try it. Mm -hmm. And and it worked, and so I don't know. You kind of learn how to trust your voice and what works, but it's taken a while to start to just instinctively know what works and what doesn't. Uh, Sometimes I'm confident this is going to kill, and I'm like, ah, it's going to kill me is what it's going to do because that joke was terrible, and so I don't know. Uh, I Sometimes I can sit down and write, and sometimes it just comes to you. So I don't know. Um, But if something works, I try to write it down so I don't forget it. Mm -hmm. Um, I I used to write every single idea down, but then I just got so embarrassed looking back at it. (laughs) And so (laughs) I was like, no, just write down the good shit. So in case somebody dies, at least what they'll find is good. I'd hate for someone to open up some notebooks and be like ketchup packets. What the hell was he? <laughs> or was he going with? This? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I was I was thinking of um, damn it, uh, I feel so fucking stupid. I forgot the name of this. What's the goddamn chicken place you eat at? Uh, Chick fil A. Chick fil A oh. sauce. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, which is really good, but...
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Bring it in a bucket. I love that shit.
0: (laughs) Fuck, dude. Damn, so how many shows have you done this week? This
1: week, tonight will be the fourth stage that I've done this week. But I just... I'm doing a show... They've all... Well, it's been a a mix of open mics and then showcases, but it Mm -hmm. was just last minute. And again, I'm just very happy that now my my work and my work ethic and uh just making connections that like on sunday someone just texted me and said can you get to rogers by five o'clock and be on the show and you know it's just nice that i feel like i've, I've worked enough and i'm getting better and better uh, that people will just reach out to you on the fly and be like hey come be on the show last minute mm-hmm. uh and i'm on one saturday and I just, I took a break about January. I took the month of January, about half of February off. I just got kind of burned out, and I, I didn't really have much to say at the time and work and all this stuff. I was like, let me just take a break. And then I got on a show, and I hadn't been doing mics, and I hadn't been doing any shows. And the first time I got back up, I was just like, yeah, I felt off. Mm-hmm. And so I know you have to stay on. You have to be ready. And uh, or else you'll be kind of off. And, and I know I have something coming up, a few shows coming up, and so I just want to be on. I want to be prepared and not nervous and uh, comfortable on stage. And the only way for me to do that is just to constantly be getting up and being used to being on stage. And so I'm just hitting the mics hard and heavy and taking everything I get. So uh, there's one Saturday, and that's why I've been doing so many this week. I was like, I just want to be on stage all week, so by the time I get there, I won't be phased. Wow.
0: Where's the one on Saturday?
1: Bentonville at a hookah lounge. (laughs) Oh, for real? I just take anything. I'm just marking it (laughs) off. I've done it all. I hope by the end of my life I can say I did it all. (laughs) Uh, Dispensaries, women's conferences, birthday parties. just did my grandma's 90th birthday party a couple weeks ago. Uh, Let's see. There's a a hookah lounge. Ah, I just want to do it all. Take every every door that goes through. People say, "Oh my God, you're going? Are you fucking crazy?" Yes, I'm gonna do it. I will do anything. I love it. No shame.
0: <laughs> well, that's the way to be, though. Uh, yes, you got to be open to traveling and yes, putting in money like your own uh, money oh, sure. into it, man. Yeah, like, and that's where people like trip out too. It's mm-hmm. like, like damn, you put us money in there and you're not making shit out of it. But <laughs> it's like. You're just starting, like, yes. like I'm not expecting, like, I've grown past the point of like expecting a check or like mm. a fucking handout or something like yeah. we were talking about before, like, like you really have to put in like your time, yeah, and then your work and your effort, and I mean, there's money that goes into it too, and I mean, like, but they say like three months, like you'll start getting better at the craft six months you're starting to make noise nine months um it, you feel like you kind of fall off but they're still watching a year like you won't believe where you're at in a year mm. you know and like and that's how it was man like i didn't really pay attention to it but as when i got to the full year of doing this it was like there i've met so many people i connected with like Net, I've networked like I've never networked before mm-hmm. You know like I mean there's meeting people And then it's just kind of like That's it yeah. Rather than like now you know like Actually getting to meet people That do stuff yeah. and then like Hearing them and then helping Promote them and stuff you know Getting their work out there too You know it, it's special to me man Like it's yeah. like a, like it's. I feel like it's um, I don't know it's just like Something that i would have never thought i'd be doing sure you know like mm-hmm. and that's that's how it goes man like you don't know what you're good at until you fucking try it that's it like who would thought i'd like be talking to people <laughs> you know like and i like to talk i like to listen i like to conversate but to hit record and just go like that that's hard yeah you know? and
1: i'm sure you, like i don't know I'm, i say i'm sure but do did you struggle with like a uh, insecurity of like who the hell am I? Like, who's going to find yeah. me interesting? Like, yeah. uh, to think that people want to listen to what I'm asking or what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> that was me with comedy all the time. I was just like, who gives a shit what life is like as a Native American? What? That's so arrogant for me to think a room full of people should care about that. But I don't know. Once you get over fighting that insecurity and you just do it and you find out people do. And you, yeah. People do want to listen to what you're talking about and the people you're talking to. And uh, it's interesting what mm-hmm. will come of it once you just kind of get out of your own head about it.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, most definitely, like, it was just the same thing. It was like, like, people are going to judge me. I'm going to sound <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Nobody's going to listen to this shit. Uh, Nobody's going to care like what I think. Um, And I mean, it's just like simple stuff like that that, where you get in your own head, Mm. you know, and but just get out of your head and just do it. You know, like my friend, he started his own podcast. And I remember it sounded to me like he was trying to make excuses to just not go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. He was like, well, I got the I got the gear. I need a studio. I was like, you need no fucking studio. Like, I was like, you got, what kind of mic do you got? These are good. Like, these are really good. But he has, like, better ones. Mm. And um, he has two. I think he has one or two. But they're the, uh, they're Shure something. I can't remember. These are Shures too, but his are, like, way better. But, and then he has a, I think it's called a, Oh, it's like a, it's like a mixer, but it's made for podcasting. Mm. And it's, it's bigger than this one. It's like you can do sound effects on it and shit. Ooh. Like I just got a recorder but you know this is this is legit but and I was like bro I was like just do it man. Mm. I was like you don't have to wait on a fucking shit to be made <laughs> like yeah. well wh- like what is that going to help you do mm. that you can't do now? For sure. I mean just just start creating content. Mm. By the time your shed gets made then, then you already have like a little following. Then you already have people know who you are, mm. and then you won't have to just start in your shed, and then like try to build something when it's already built. Mm. And he thought about it. And he he did it. Like he did it. And I was like, I was like, see? <laughs> I mean, he he goes back and says like my episode was like ten minutes long, but I was like, but still, dude. Like, oh my God. you're putting yourself out there. Like yes. you're doing it. You know you're. You're creating something out of nothing. Yeah. You know, and that's cool. Like, that's really cool. Like, it's hard to do, you know, because everybody just kind of... You feel like people would shit on it.
1: <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so. the best thing, like, that helps me is just like, okay, and what if they do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, just accept that they might face that fear. And it's like, oh, I can live with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. And then plus also, ah, ah, the worst audience I've ever faced. What year was that? Maybe... 2019, ah, I'm telling you, a Baptist convention. I'll do anything. I did a Baptist convention. The worst cruel crowd I've ever been in front of in my entire life. I mean, there wasn't a grin. There wasn't a chuckle. And it was just terrible. And I got a check at the end of the night, though, no, thank God. But um, ever since then, I get nervous, and I think, like, you know, what if people think I'm stupid or don't like me or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I just think... No one can treat you worse than you've already been treated, unless someone True. shoots you tonight. Like, yeah. they can't hurt me. I've already beat the final level. Like, I'm good now. They're not going to treat me any worse than that crowd did. And so, ah, that's what I think about anytime I get insecure. Like, yeah. You've already been treated terrible. True. No one's going to top that. <laughs> so, I already had Dakota Six Killer yell at me in front of <laughs> so, Like, no one's going to top that. <laughs> you can't hurt me worse than Six Killer. No. Hurt had shit on me. <laughs> My very pleased. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: wow. You can't hurt me. I'm invincible now. Oh man! But I yeah, for sure. You have to just deal with the fact ah the fact that that's going to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, dude. That's that's exactly what it is. And I mean, it's so cool, dude. Like you know, you guys are out here doing your thing. You know, you tr- you're traveling. I know they hit up all kind of open mics too. Mm-hmm. You know, I oh, think. Yeah. And I mean. I think that's so cool, man, that you guys, you're not really together. Like you're not hitting these together. Mm-hmm. Like you're hitting them in like different areas, mm-hmm. you know, and you're creating your own environments and stuff. And, and I mean, it's, it's so dope to see that, mm-hmm. you know, to, to just be, cause I like, I'm still trying to get more comedians on here. And it's interesting to hear your guys' take on, mm-hmm. you know, what you guys actually do, mm-hmm. you know, as far as writing, traveling, getting uh no laughs (laughs) i mean like because i mean i mean it goes with anything man like you know failure is just a lesson
1: sure yeah and once you get that laugh once you get that crowd that's just on board with you they get you they think you're hilarious Mm -hmm. every single thing like nothing matters everything was worth it all the like the Baptist conventions and the people, the white ladies gasping and groaning like none of it matters in that moment when you finally connect and you just kill, kill, kill. Just every joke's landing and you walk off. You, you came on that stage as a stranger. You knew nobody and you leave with a room full of friends. Oh, it's worth every single bit mm. of work that you put into it. Then that's dope, man. That's dope.
0: Well, uh, we'll cut it right here. But Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. Adam. We'll have to do it again. Man, I thought I had a fun time. Yes. Um, but let everybody know where to follow you at. Oh god. Keep up with you.
1: Zebediah No Fire. You can find me on Facebook. It's spelled as is Zebediah No Fire. N-O-F-I-R-E. Just as it sounds, baby. And then sarcastically, because so many people asked me, How do you spell your last name? And I would always say just how it sounds. And they were like, Go ahead and spell it for me. And I was like, <laughs> What do you think I'm going to say? N-O-P-H-I-R-E? And so that's what I am on Instagram. That's not how you actually spell my name. It's sarcasm. But I'm Zebediah underscore no fire. N-O-P-H-I-R-E on Instagram. And um, yeah, look out for me. Book me. Do something. Please. Book Anything. I'm above nothing.
0: Yes. (laughs) And he's on YouTube. OCO TV.
1: Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, God. I forget. Check that out yeah but just i'm out there he's everywhere
0: all right well uh yeah thank you again for coming on and um everybody go check him out follow him keep up with him uh keep up with his instagram to make sure you can catch a show Yeah. because he is pretty much every day every night uh getting up there on stage and making a dream come true absolutely and so check them out uh follow okie podcast on instagram at okie podcast uh rustling us 49 is my other one russell Sun Eagle goes my personal on facebook okie podcast is on facebook as well okie podcast is on apple spotify google iHeartRadio, radio amazon music i would say google okie podcast and it should come up wherever and then check out the website okiepodcast.com yeah so until next time everybody peace